Dear Naomi and Christina, this is letter number 15. It's November 24th. So, it is almost Thanksgiving break, and let me tell you, your girl is ready, so ready, just so ready. Um, it's everything's going fine. Just I think maybe you're experiencing this too, but like you know, the end of the semester brings with it just a lot of unmotivation and then there are finals so you have to motivate yourself but this particular time right before Thanksgiving break everyone is just dead or at least everyone seems dead on this here Wellesley College campus um even my professors are like (laughs) saying how they're ready for break and everyone just seems dead so I'm very excited for this upcoming week because it is Thanksgiving break and there will be no class and that will be great. Um, However, since Thanksgiving is so late, this is good and bad. Um, Since Thanksgiving is so late this year, which is crazy, I mean, this thing like this week last year, I was home or leaving home, right? And oh, that's also crazy. But then we come back. I have a full week of class, a couple more days, it's reading period, and then I take my finals. I mean, there are literally two more weeks of the semester after this coming week. Can you believe it's been, like, it's been three months? Ah, that is crazy! And of course, with finals, there will be tests and lots of things to do. So, not excited for all the stress, but I'm hoping over the Thanksgiving break, since I won't be going home to work on that stuff and kind of get a jump start. I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously I don't want to overwork myself because this is supposed to be a break for a reason. So yeah. Um, but I mean, I have a chem final. That's not going to be fun. That's making me a little nervous already, but it'll be okay. I hope you too don't get super stressed out over finals. Maybe you don't even have finals. I don't know. Yeah, just keep calm. You got this. I believe in both of you so much. You can do it. Um, But other than that, over Thanksgiving, I'm hoping to, well, besides, you know, studying or getting work done um on thanksgiving i'm hoping to cook with a friend she lives in kind of in a small apartment or house on campus here and we both agreed we wanted to make mac and cheese so honestly how much better could thanksgiving get not much better and so i'm looking forward to that and it's gonna it will be a chill day um and you like you two have said i mean even though i won't be with my family friends are definitely considered family to me too and I don't know. I hope it'll be fun. But I also have some other friends staying here, so we might just go to Boston. Or I haven't been to Boston literally in weeks, so I I miss my favorite sandwich store. But that's okay. That's what I'll do over break. Uh, other than that, though, another thing I was hoping to do this coming week is run the 5K Turkey Trot, which is this race or just fun run that takes place on Thanksgiving in Wellesley. I mean, I think they're other, like in every other town, but 
I, you know, I thought, oh, Anna's not in crew anymore. Maybe she should do some running. You know, I could do a 5K. That sounds great. So I go on the website with a friend, right? Because I like convinced her to run it with me. I type my name in, my email, I click next, and all of a sudden it pops up with, please pay $40. And I said, what? Excuse me? I have to pay you $40 to run 3.2 miles? Is there a t-shirt? I go further. All of the t-shirts are gone. So I'm like, okay, okay, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. I am not paying $40 to run these streets and get no, like, t-shirt. So I will not be participating in that Wellesley Town affair because Wellesley just so expensive sometimes unreasonably expensive i mean i love some of the people here i mean now the calls like in the town like some of the families are really sweet but hmm, and i get donating to a greater cause that makes that makes sense but just forty dollars seems that's a lot that's a lot so um other than that though okay I've spent this past weekend trying to work on my anthropology paper because that's due after Thanksgiving and I need to work on it. Um, but I know I might talk about, talk about anthropology a lot, but it's really great and it's really cool and I really love it. And okay, so I've been reading some stuff on like the culture of meat and what it means in American, just like, in American food culture, um, specifically on how we like have gendered meat to be a masculine food, which if you think about it is so true. Like you think of barbecuing or like an ad, men are the one at the grill, right? You think of who's going to carve the turkey, it will usually be a man. And I, I don't know, that's, a, that's problematic, right? because it's like persisted for so many generations and I'm kind of trying to talk about how women are like they're like adhere to the social and cultural constructions that we have created that they should be the homemakers and food preparers and like providers of the family at home right and by like by enforcing those things on women we're only furthering like the gendering of foods um which isn't great but anyway okay this is weird but i'm trying to connect the masculinity of meat to jello salads yes the minnesotan jello salad and the masculinity of meat okay (laughs) just hear me out I was doing some research, and as you might know, Jello is like a very processed food that, and Jello salads kind of became like a thing in the 1950s. And during that time, America had just, you know, come out of the World War II, the Depression. It was, we were like a little shaky, you know, we weren't in a great place. And women had also made some great strides, you know, with voting rights, work, like kind of getting jobs in the labor force during the war. Um, I don't know, you know, pants kind of became more of a thing, but, you know, our culture was changing so fast, like too fast for society at the time. And so cookbooks started being mass produced. And 
like advertised to women and so did things like processed foods because those were processed foods were supposed to be like time savers right if you like can use processed foods laboring in the kitchen will be so much much easier etc etc which things like that also make men more unobligated to help in the kitchen reinforcing women's traditional role in the house and when we mass produce cookbooks that's like handing you know women oh take this pamphlet so you can like relearn how to be a housewife right like take this book oh yeah play with some of the recipes keeping them in the kitchen so like jello oh and also these processed foods women had to be creative with them because if they weren't that was like saying you didn't love your family right because oftentimes women's work in the house goes unnoticed since it's supposed to like it's caring for their family right there's no effort in it and so if they're uninterested in it that somehow means they don't love their family which is not at all true and again very problematic because women are so much more than that but because of our like cultural values and the dominance of males in I don't know the expectations males have for their wives or like that stereotypical connection um ah, just it's so so weird so I kind of want to connect this to you know my life and you know coming from a background where farming definitely is a um oftentimes viewed as like a male's profession right i mean you think of farming you think of like the stereotypical farmer in jeans and a plaid shirt and his truck and cowboy boots right you don't necessarily think of a woman woman you know doing that on her own or if she does she's like not there are like few single women who like farm right and like for me I find that really relevant so I'm using jello salad which is a pretty popular food in my family right because of my upbringing to kind of connect why the masculinity of meat persists in our culture and I really don't know if it's gonna work but I don't know those two things just really stuck with me and so I was trying to make them work but they might not work and that's okay you know I'll let you know anyway that was a lot of blabbering but I also just it's yeah it's really interesting you should look it up um and it also applies to like modern day day um aspects of our life like I read this you know post on someone who was talking about the instant pot right and she said this is so great because we finally figured out how to make a home-cooked meal without all this effort and it's a labor-saving device however just like things in the past this technology is making like making men view preparing food as more feminist or like not their job because if their wife can make dinner more easily why do they need to be in the kitchen which is so relevant i mean and that's sad and i i'm and maybe it doesn't apply to like and maybe it's changing like social social change is occurring right we've definitely made some strides but the stereotypes are still there and i think that's yeah interesting to look at 
Um, also have started reading, I'm interested in food anthropology, if you couldn't tell, but started reading The Life of Cheese book by the, from the MIT professor, I think I mentioned before. Um, really great. She has some great quotes, like, um, through food, people solidify a sense of self and connectedness to a dis- to others, or food does not merely symbolize status and prestige, it is a transformative substance through which social relations are manipulated and power is enacted. Or this one, a central aim of 21st century artisan food production is to make every farm a working landscape, one that generates and will continue to generate in the future multiple values, decant livelihoods, healthy ecologies, beautiful vistas, and most importantly, good food. Um, I don't know, just, you know, cheese is like pretty relevant to, to me and my family. And so I'm finding her book very interesting because she's specifically looking at these artisan cheese makers and what the explosion of this market means in American society and American food culture. So I kind of find her book like very interesting. If you're, yeah, definitely could send it to you too. If you want to read it, maybe it doesn't sound super fun, but it is, it is, it is super fun. Um, Okay, sorry, I just kind of blabbered about homework. That's not great. <laughs> Other than that, I have been still trying to decide about my major, but I really want to make anthropology work because it excites me. And if you couldn't tell, even if I might not think I'm good at it or I n- will never be good at it, if it intrigues me, I think I need to pursue it. So my plan is to do something along the lines of biology and anthropology, like double majoring or a major and a minor. Haven't quite figured that out yet, but I have so much time as many people have told me and this is undergrad. I just need a major and whatever I, what I decide to do with that major is more important. Um, so I know you two already kind of have your major solidified but just know that if you want to change that is totally fine because you're going to learn you'll learn either way about something that excites you just choose something that excites you and what you do with that after college or like further studies that's what's going to be important and that's what's that's what's going to make an impact or like mark um i mean i knew someone who was a philosophy major who and then transitioned to like a soil scientist i mean completely opposite but completely doable so don't let anything hold you back i also can't wait to see both of you in three weeks can you believe it (sighs) so excited i miss minnesota so much yes i am making a list of food and things i need to do in the great midwest (laughs) um But I also really can't wait to hang out with you two and catch up in person because that's so much more fun. Um, And I'm excited for trying to make something for Christmas. I mean, I don't know. We do. We we just it's going to be a great surprise, right? Um, Whatever we decide to make. But I always look forward to Friendsmas. Just a good get together. And um, hopefully we can make some more memories and talk about the memories we've made while apart. Um, Because, you know, even though our lives are apart now, I mean, we can... Sometimes that can bring us closer together. I don't know. I think it says something that we're still in contact and communicating. 
um, you know, out of high school. And it may, it hasn't been that long, I guess, in like terms of years, but I mean, it's a step in maintaining our friendship. I don't know. That sounds really <laughs> weird. Um, but so many people say, you know, relationship friendships in high school will fall apart. And I really don't want ours to because, um, you both are, you know, a grounding, a stability in my life that I really don't want to lose. So even though we don't talk every day anymore, I can't wait to talk to you in person in three weeks. If you'd like, I'm proposing a drive listening to my Road Trip 101 playlist where I will drive and you just have to sit and talk for hours to make up for all the driving I've missed because I also miss driving a lot. Like having a car, going places fast, listening to the radio. Um, Let me know if you're into my proposal. Okay, Um, I probably need to go. This is getting a little long, but you both will do great. Don't let the stress of finals like make you too anxious. It's just a test. It's just a paper. Get it in. Grades in college mean much different, much less or like different than, you know, high school. Um, Just get it in, get it done and be ready for just be ready for break. Please have a relaxing Thanksgiving break. Don't try to do work every day because you need a break. You need some self-care. Self-care is good. Um, All right. Miss you both. Can't wait to see you soon. Love, Anna.